All right, let's jump in. Um, we'll play the Flash Gordon theme song at the end. How's that sound? That'll work. That's legit. No, you got it. Come on. Oh! The villain grabs it. Okay. So devotional thought for today. Devotional thought for today is I, I love how we're set up in some respects. For my philosophy class, I get to talk about heroes and villains and talk about how a lot of us are dressing up as heroes. It goes back to that chapel where it's one thing to dress up like Superman or Gandalf or Harry Potter or dress up like Luke or Leia or whatever or Ray. Like it's, you could dress up, that's kind of fun. But if you can't do anything they do, then all it is is what? Dress up. But how many of us dress up like disciples? We dress up like we're, we're little Christs. And it's fine to like carry around the Bible and quote the scriptures. Like We can dress up like Christians. And it's another one to actually what? To literally do what Jesus did. Like to be authentic. What? There you go. There you go. Right? There you go. The, uh, but today, was today, today starting Henry V is perfect. Because my... The premise of the, our focus of study is going to be language and the power of language. And what we're going to do is to watch what Shakespeare could do with language, not with a sub-character like Antonio, where we had three different options for interpretation. He's going to do it with Henry. You're going to have to pick, is Henry a good king or is Henry a bad king? You have to pick at the end. Is Henry a hero, which Shakespeare writes him out as this hero in England? who conquered France at the age of like 25, right? Totally outnumbered. They were crazy outnumbered and they won. Like they were outnumbered like 5,000 to 40,000. And maybe like a couple hundred English die and like 12,000 French die in one morning. The Battle of Agincourt. Yeah. So like it's... Epic. It's very crazy epic. So is Henry a hero or is he a villain who coerces everybody in England to follow him into war, into war, kill a bunch of French, which, by the way, how are the English and the French doing? Yeah, they still hate each other. Goes back to this. And, yeah, like, you see what's going on? Like, it's, it's brutal. And maybe he's this crazy villain who tricked everybody and gave God the credit, which would light his way through everything. You get to pick. You get to pick. So I love that today we start Henry V and we jump into that. Is he a hero or is he a villain? So on that note, let me pray and we'll go for it. Lord, thanks for this day. Thank you that you call us to be authentic, to not just dress up like your followers, to dress up like disciples, but to be like Jesus to be authentic Christ followers. Not just love people and forgive people and invite people into salvation, but to heal the sick, raise the dead, perform signs and wonders and miracles that honor you and glorify you and guide us on that journey. And also bless us as we look at the power of language, as we look at this awesome story that Shakespeare writes, and we look at Henry, this complex character. Almost have a ton of fun. And uh, in your name, Jesus, amen. All right.
Opening lines, page 91. Oh, for a muse of fire. Right? Yeah, Shakespeare really sauces up the opening He lines. does. It's so good. Sauces. Nice use of sauces. There you go. So ready, everybody? Open up to page 91 in your book. If you don't have your book, villain. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, go grab it. It's worth grabbing. It's worth grabbing. Okay. Go grab it. And uh, put away your devices. You don't need your devices. Grab a pen or a pencil. Uh, You can, you can, you can. Yeah, Chick Fil A for lunch. Yeah. Well, you can. If you're really gonna stare at the lines, yes. It's, to me, it's not worth the risk. But yeah, if you're really gonna do it, go for it. That's totally fine. That would be a good use of your device. All right, I gotta plug it in. And remember, what are we doing? We are watching, then reading. Does that make sense? So, this one we're gonna watch and then read. Friday, bring your book to class. I'm not here, and you'll have an in-class reading day to do your homework during class. You have to do it over the weekend. You're welcome. Does that makes sense. So even if I was here, we'd still be doing that. We'd be doing an in-class reading day because you got to do that every now and then. And so you'll be reading Act One of Henry V, and you got Friday to do it. So just show up. The sub. I'm telling the sub. You'll know what to do. The sub. Just do it for the sub. Turn off the lights. Let's go. Henry Five. Get a pen or a pencil. All right, we're going to watch and then study. This is one of Kenneth Brownell's earlier films. Low budget Shakespeare. But with low budget Shakespeare, he rocks the house so much that he wins some awards and people start giving him money to make like, I think, 11 more Shakespeare plays. So, you know, you gotta start out where you start out, but if you do it well, people will listen. And so you're gonna watch several of his other plays. Come on, it's just different than Twelfth Night, isn't it? Yeah. We've got red and black. Intense music. He's gonna pretty much go line by line and skip a few, but he doesn't move stuff around. Look at this, little Christian Bale, little baby Batman is Ian in here. Home. Ian Holm, oh, it's stacked. Emma Thompson. He won some awards for costume and language. It's intense, with a little bit of the flute. Kind of a sad theme, isn't it? Because war, war can be pretty brutal. He plays Henry. This is called an ep uh, prologue. It's before the play starts. Oh, for a muse of fire. Nice. That would ascend the brightest heavens of invention. Bring it.
kingdom for a stage. Princes to act. And monarchs to behold the swelling sea. Swelling sea. Then should the warlike Harry, like himself, assume the port of Mars. And at his heels, leashed in like hounds, should famine, sword, and fire crouch for employment. But pardon, gentles all, the flat, unraised spirits that have dared on this unworthy scaffold to bring forth so great an object. Can this cockpit hold the vasty fields of France? Or may we cram within this wooden O the very casks that did affright the air at Agincourt? Oh, pardon. And let us ciphers to this great account on your imaginary forces work. What is your thoughts that now must deck our kings? Carry them here and there, jumping all times, turning the accomplishment of many years into an hourglass. For the wits to fly, admit me, call us to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patience pray, gently to hear, kindly to judge, our play! Act one, scene one, line one. self-will is urged, which in the eleventh year of the last king's reign is like to have passed against us. How, my lord, shall we resist it now? It must be thought of. If it pass against us, we lose the better half of our possession. Act one, scene one, line. What do we got? Religious people whispering in the dark? That's not cool. Right? <laughs> Something's going on here, right? All right. Quick timeout. Let's back it up. Oh, for a muse of fire. Right, so that's how we start. Gotta love that. Uh, muse is what? Yeah, god of inspiration. A god of inspiration. Fire. That's cool. That's not like a muse of heart or a muse of honey or a muse of, you know, candy. We're talking fire. Not even a muse of love. So that's intense. Um, he's setting us up, turning on our imagination. I just want to find out if anybody else has ever seen a movie that starts with someone coming on at the beginning. Or even a play. I've seen a few plays. I don't think I've seen a movie. Where someone comes on and says, okay, okay. We're going to be watching a, we're going to be watching a movie here in a little bit. I want you to turn up your imagination. Try to put yourself here and there. We're going to be going all over the place. But, but here's the key. We're going to be pushing your patience a little bit here. And what I want you to do is to, to listen and then to judge this movie. Make a judgment at the end. Tell me what you think of it. And then the movie starts. You guys ever seen it? It's okay if you have. I'm just genuinely wondering if anybody's ever seen that. So... Yeah, who? What? The Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove. I, that one keeps coming up. And? Maybe. Maybe a little bit, right? So you see what's going on? They're pulling from Shakespeare right here. Okay? And so this, this, 
prologue walks up and says, hey, hey, guess what? I know that you guys all know about the Civil War, right? You all know about the Civil War. And you're going to see generals, famous generals like who? American Civil War. Robert E. Lee. Grant, Robert E. Lee. You're going to see all these famous generals. And then there's going to be this big, famous president. Come on, who? Yeah, it's going to be about slavery. So I know you're all aware of that. Turn up your imagination. We're going to go back and forth between the North and the South, right? But, but, wait, ready? I need you guys to make a judgment about this story, this, this movie you're going to watch about the Civil War by the end of it. I want, you to, I want you to tell me what you think. You like it or not? How do we do representing? Okay? So that's an interesting appeal to the audience. He's broken the fourth, whatever it is, wall, whatever. He's talking right to the audience. Saying, I want you to judge this play. Oh, okay, right? Now, I'm using Civil War. Do most of you know Civil War stories? Do we know the, the heroes? Have people written movies and plays and books about them? Yeah. That's what's going on here. Shakespeare is about 150 to 180 years after this huge, famous battle of Agincourt where King Henry won against crazy odds. Like, he should not have won. They were sick, tired. It was October 25th. It had been raining. They were overwhelmed. They maybe had 500 on horses and maybe 4,000 foot soldiers, half of which were probably archers, not even sword fighters. Think Robin Hood, okay? Against 40 to 60,000 fresh all fresh French knights on 20,000 on horses. I mean, there's no way, right? There's no way. And he won. So they're coming in. He's doing Henry V. He's doing Henry v. They're coming in like, yeah, all the junior high boys are coming because it's going to be battle and it's like Braveheart. You know, like, this is awesome, right? And he's like, okay, hey, before we do this, judge this play. We ready? We good? So we got that. And then act one, scene one, act one, scene one, line one. Two of the clergy, so the religious people are whispering. A bunch of land. We might, we might lose the land. King. They're like, wait, that's, I thought this was about a battle. Why are they whispering? We good? Okay. How about I show a little bit more? How long do I have? I got to like noon, right? You have like 20. 20 minutes? Should we watch a little bit more? Remember, face, how might you feel during act one? Yeah. A little confused and lost. So just kind of go for it. What are we looking for? Characters. Characters. So we got religious people whispering. Okay. Themes. What's our theme in a play about war? Yeah, war. So think about it. Think themes. Look for some themes that you might catch. And then always look for props. See what's going on with props. Keep going. Yeah. Art prevention. The king is full of grace and fair regard. Oh, that's good. And the true love of the church. Oh, that's good. Skip, skip, skip. Of his youth promised to Page 98. Mr. Cross's vein. His hours filled up with white, backward spots. And never noted in him any study. But my good lord. Ooh, so he was a punk. He was a crazy punk in high school. Like, never studied, always crazy. But now he's the what? 
He's the king. Ooh. All right, we'll get back to that. Unlawful mitigation of this bill urged by the commons doth his majesty incline to it or no? He seems indifferent, or rather swaying more upon our part. For I have made an offer to his majesty as touching France. No, oh, hey, hey, here he comes. Oh, oh, hey, oh. So that's Act 1, Scene 1. You got to read it, right? You're going to read it. We watched it. You have a little, but whisper, whisper, whisper about a bill, about money, about France, about the king. He used to be a punk. He's kind of indifferent. Keep going. His name is Eli? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Eli and Canterbury, right? So, yep. We'll get, on block day, I'm going to, we'll stop. We'll look at all the context. We'll look at the characters. I just remember, I wanted to, we're going to watch and then look at stuff. That's different than Twelfth Night, right? Twelfth Night, we, we set it all up, and now we're just jumping in. So that's Act 1, Scene 1. Act 1, Scene 2. Characters. We're going to get Henry right here. There he is. than Orsino's bachelor pad. Look at him! He's like, well, but he's like 22, 23, right? So give me a Wheaton Academy male teacher who's like 22 or 23. Falinski? No way. Okay, okay, right? Right, right? Ready? King of England. Like, King of England. I'm sure he would. I'd vote for him. Right, but... Nah, thank you. Right, but like, you guys got a picture. You go, to, you go to high school, you graduate college, you're a couple years out, and now you are running a country. Yeah, I know. With what? Absolute power and authority and the name of God at your disposal. And he didn't even do good in high school. No. Because <laughs> divine right of king. Yeah, divine right of king. Keep going. So first impressions is he's young, right? He is young. But he's not like eight, but he's young. Where is my gracious lord of Canterbury? First words. God and his angels guard your sacred throne hmm. and make you long become it. Sure, we thank you. We? My learned lord, we pray you to proceed and so justly far. and religiously unfold why the law Salic that they have in France or should or should not bar us in our claim. And pray take heed how you impawn our person. Ooh, impawn. How you awake our sleeping sword of war. Sleeping sword? We charge you in the name of God, take heed. For no 
never two such kingdoms did contend with that much fool of blood. <laughs> Opening lines for Henry? Yeah, he's like, hey, I know you guys are here to try and get me to go to war. Just, just be careful. I was knighted in fifth grade on the battlefield after slaying tons of people. So you, you wake up, my little sword was over there taking a little nap. You wake up my sword, there's gonna be a lot of what? A lot of death. So just, just be careful before you turn the king into a what? A pawn, did you say in pawn my person? Careful, isn't that awesome? Careful before you make me a pawn. Remember, I'm the what? On the chessboard, I'm a king. And you wake up my sword, there's going to be a lot of blood. How's our first impression with this dude? Is he like Gollum or something? Yes! Why does he talk with weed? We'll get there, we'll get there, right? We'll get there. I'm trying to get some questions. So, all right, but now do your best. Do your best to follow along. There is no bar to make against your highness' claim to France. Wait, so now I'm going to let it play for about three minutes, but... They want him to claim all of France, okay? They want him to claim all of France. And he's like, you guys are the legal dudes, the church legal dudes. Is there anything that's going to get in my way to make my legal claim that I own France? He's like, there is no bar to make. There's nothing to get in your way, right? Pretend you are a groundling who paid your five pence to come and watch this play and you're sitting there on the edge of the stage waiting for the big huge battle to start right and then you get this in scene two this which they produce from pheromone i want you to follow along in terum mulieris ne succeedent no woman shall succeed in salic Land. Succession, not succeed. Which Salic land the French unjustly glows to be the realm of France? Yet their own author faithfully affirmed that the land Salic lies in Germany between the floods of Psala and of Elbe. Then doth it well appear this Salic law was not devised for the realm of France. Nor did the French possess the Salic land until 420 years after the function of King Pharamond, I supposed the founder of this law. Oh, they're like, what? King Pepin, which deposed Childeric, did as heir general, being descended of Blithild, which was the daughter to How's King How's it going? Pepin, you guys following? Okay, good. You got it? You got it also. Who usurped the crown of Charles the Duke of Lorraine, sole heir male of the true line and stock of Charles the Great, could not keep quiet in his conscience wearing the crown of France to satisfy the fair Queen Isabel, his grandmother, was lineal of the Lady Ermingar, daughter to Charles, the aforesaid Duke of Lorraine, by the which marriage the line of Charles the Great was reunited to the crown of France. So that as clear as is the summer sun. Right? Everybody got that? You good? Yeah. So basically, somebody was connected to the France guy. What did I write at the top of my page? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, come on. You can write it at the top of your Blah, 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 blah. Legalese, legalese. Did anybody really follow that? No. Like maybe, maybe a few people in the audience. No, they, the, the actors were like, what? Oh, yeah, what? 
half of us pulled out our phone. We're like, what the heck, right? Like, is this what we were expecting? But I think it's really interesting. Bl yeah. I think the accent was also interesting. Yes. Yeah. It makes it even harder to yeah. He's like, a little, you're like, what the heck? Anyway, and then you got to love it. So that that's as clear as the summer sun, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, right. We're good. Totally clear. There you go, right? Ah, eclipse. All right, I wrote blah, blah, blah. Has anybody heard of legalese? Like fine print legalese? They're going through it all. So it's clear as the sun of your summer sun, right? So good. All right, let's keep going. They're all laughing like that. appear to hold in right and title of the female. What's up with the female thing? We'll talk about it. So do the kings of France and to this day. Albeit, they would hold up this Salic law to bar your highness claiming from the female. May I, with right and conscience, make this claim? Whoa, I guess, dude, don't mess. After all that, he has one question. He does. I know they nailed it. Did uh, did he use the word we in this either? It was, whoa. It was we, we, us, our, and all of a sudden now it's what? May I, with right, so with justice and a clear conscience, make the claim. He cuts right through it, doesn't he? Don't mess. The sin upon my head, dread sovereign. Whoa. Can he really take that back now? We'll get there. Stand for your own. Unwind your bloody flag. Your brother kings and monarchs of the earth to all six. you should rouse yourself. As did the former lions of your blood. Lions, I love that. Never king of England had nobles richer and more loyal subjects whose hearts have left their bodies here in England. And gotcha. pavilioned in the fields of France. Who let their bodies follow my dear liege? If you don't know what they're saying, just look at the image. What are they doing? What are they doing? Just whispering into his ears. You got it. We've got you. We'll get you money, all the money you need. We can do that because we're the church. And, and your brothers are here, and your cousins are here, and your uncles are here. What's going on? Well, I do what? This is how Shakespeare starts. The place is only scene two. And they're all doing what? Whisper, whisper. You got it, buddy. Come on. We're here for you. You can do it. Go take France. Go take France. Fire to win your right. In aid thereof, we of the spirituality will raise your highness such a mighty son. We'll get you some money. We're the church. We can get you money. Page 113. Now are we well resolved, and by God's help and yours, the noble sinews of our power, France being ours, will bend it to our awe. Or break it all to pieces. <laughs> all right. And scene two is not even done, but scene two, 
They whisper, 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 we got you. And what is his decision? Let's go for it. Done. We're either going to take France or we're going <laughs> to destroy it. So has he already made up his mind? Yes. Then the messenger from the king of France comes in. Okay. We ready for this? Part of me wants to let you read it first before we watch it, but I got to stick to my word here. But this is part of why we did language lessons. <laughs> here we go. All right, so let's see if we can catch all this before the end of class. And then we'll have a nice, rich block day to unpack it all. How's that sound? All right. Are we ready? So I want you to catch this, though. Some of you already noticed we skipped over about five pages of speech. Yeah, this is why we're reading it. And we're going to really give you time to read it. Don't miss it. I'd like you to read some of this stuff by Thursday, so we're going to talk about it. If you don't, we're going to talk about it in class. But ready, set, go. This is a messenger. He sent a message to the king of France saying, can we please have your kingdom? It's rightfully ours. And what are they going to say? No, no way. The king doesn't even send a message back, right? The prince Dauphin, so that the prince sends a message back, and here's his message. You don't want to miss this. Page 114. Now, prepare to know the pleasure of our fair cousin, Dauphin. Your Highness, lately sending into France, did claim some certain dukedoms in the right of your great predecessor, King Edward III. Right, so he said, you claimed our land? Here's our message. Answer. What? Whoa, wait, hold up. So did okay. they just, is it a different day now? Like, did he no, no, it's, it? it's all the same. Boom, boom, boom. It's just all happening in one day. But he already... So we already sent it. So yeah, he's already claiming it, but then he put the legal dudes on it just to make sure he's allowed. And then they gave him his answer, and then this guy walks in. Uh, yeah. Got it? Okay. We'll talk about block day, we'll talk about it. See, we're getting the questions going, right? Which claim? The prince, my master, says that you savor too much of your youth. Ooh. He therefore sends you, meter for your spirit, this ton of treasure. And in lieu of this, desires you let those dukedoms that you claim hear no more of you. This, the Dauphin speaks. What treasure, uncle? Tennis balls, my liege. How the, how the, wait, let's get there. How'd the joke go? Yeah, if you didn't catch the joke. Henry, the king of England, says, I'm going to come and take over your country. Actually, can you just give it to me because it's rightfully mine? Or we're going to come and destroy you. That's his message. The prince sends back tennis balls. <laughs> I didn't even know back then. What? I didn't even know yeah, it had been invented in France. You got, I don't know if you're catching the locker room talk here. It's like, you want to take over our country? Here are some balls to go play with. Do I need to explain that further? He's basically saying, why don't you go play with yourself? Funny joke? Funny haha? -ha? I mean, it is kind of funny haha. -ha. Okay. He's like, you, you're calling yourself a king and you want to take over our country? Why don't you go play some tennis? But he didn't send him rackets. He just sent him what? Yeah. I, not, I, we got it. We good. We're all there. Let's see how the uh, potty joke goes. With the, with, remember, we're doing character development. 
This is act one. Ready to see how the king takes this? Is he? <laughs> Remember 101 Ways to Shakespeare line? Yeah, we're, we're really glad that you're being so funny. We're, I'm so glad. Please present and your pains we thank you for. Watch this. When we have matched our rackets to these balls, we will in France, by God's grace, play a set. Shall strike his father's crown into the hazard. And we understand him well. How he comes o'er us with our wilder days, not measuring what use we made of them. But tell the Dauphin, I will keep my state, be like a king, and show my sail of greatness when I do rouse me in my throne of France. And tell the pleasant prince, this mock of his hath turned his balls to gunstones. And his soul shall stand sore charged for the wasteful vengeance that shall fly with them. For many a thousand widows shall this his mock, mock out of their dear husbands, mock mothers from their sons, mock castles down, and some are yet ungotten and unborn that shall have cause to curse the Dauphin's school. So get you hence in peace, and tell the Dauphin is jest. Will savor but of shallow wit when thousands weep more than did laugh at it. Must went yah. Boom! I was gonna, how'd the joke go? When when thousands of people are gonna be crying at your funny joke. Cause they're all dead. <laughs> Got em. Hello. Okay, uh, there we go. How's your first impression of Henry V? Yeah, don't mess. Woo! Send him back safely. And then they leave. There you are. He's like, see ya. Bye. Oops. This was a merry message. <laughs> We hope to make the sender blush at it. Therefore, my lords, omit no happy hour that may give furtherance to our expedition. For we have now no thought in us but France. Save those to God that run before our business. That's cool, Kate. Therefore, let every man now task his thought that this fair action may on foot be brought. Are you going to go get France now? Look at this, look, look, look! They're like, wink, wink. Yo, I don't like those guys. You shouldn't. You're not supposed to like those guys. They're sneaky. They're nasty. Alright, can you turn the lights on? Alright, here we go. That's act one. Act one, done. How we do? We ready for this? Yeah, that's why you just, that's why you just jump right into this. Okay, we got Whisper, Whisper, Whisper. Young King was a punk when he was younger. Now he's just all business. Now he's going to bring it. And after the religious leaders and his cousins convinced him, was he ready to go? Yes. But after the message from the Dauphin, is he ready to go? Oh, was it? Oh, baby. <laughs> right? All right. So for our study of Henry V, we are going to look at language. How did Henry do with his language? 
Yeah, we ain't seen nothing yet. That's just the opening stuff. That was his opening speech. Wait till we get to Act 3 and Act 4. Um, most of you know these. If you don't know what's on this, it's just Shakespeare's toolbox for our class. It's a high school setup of literary devices. So go through it. If you don't know these literary devices, what do you need to do? Get them to know them. Basically, our focus in Twelfth Night was to find themes and follow our themes throughout the play. Now when you read this play, what are you going to look for? As many literary <laughs> devices as you can. Here's the two pages that you guys just, ready, look, look, look. This is what I did in my book, okay? So ready, there are plenty of literary devices for you to find. Think of it like, look, searching for gold, okay? So I want you guys to label, underline, highlight as many as you can find. If you'd like to do this before Thursday, go for it. You don't have to. But hey, let me just get the last word in. On block day, we're going to look at the context of Henry V. We're going to look at who this guy is. We're going to look at that claim in the history books. And then I'm going to walk you through the opening act here. And I will model for you what I do to find all these literary devices. Does that make sense? And if you find some, you can look for some, especially those scenes right there, that's just rich. Okay, like those, just go to those three pages and just look at them with the whole tennis racket thingy and yeah, he doesn't mess around. The pleasant prince, right? So if you want to find some devices there, go for it. And on block day, that's what we're doing. We're gonna look at act one, look at literary devices, look at the context of Henry, all right? Maybe I'll start act two so that you can have a little bit of time to see that before we uh, read it on um, Friday, but we'll see if we get to it. All right. Questions, thoughts, comments. Cool. That was a nice start. Yeah. If you're a little a little confused, all you need is do you know who Henry is? Yeah. You know they got some some religious people whispering. Yeah. What are like some them. themes maybe already? Um. Power. Deceit. 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 Lies, like we got some people lying. We've got um, authority as king. We've got that the the sexual jokes, right? So we got the, the what's funny, what's not funny going on. Is there gonna be a lot of drunken fools in this? Oh my gosh, the drunken fools! There, it's Toby times ten. Really? Actually, you guys get to meet Falstaff, a little bit of Falstaff, and Falstaff is literally Toby. Toby times 10. He's drunk like, all the time. crazy Toby. Super smart, super drunk, super witty, super funny. Nice. Awkward. Yeah. Time to go. There it is. See you guys. Nice job today. Oh. There's a little bit of, there's some Dover in here. Um, and it's the Dauphin. The Dauphin is the uh, Prince of France. So, yeah, Dover, they bring it, Dover is in the movie. It's all the money that you